Keith was about to tell the story about how. Uh, well, no, because well, because I said you a couple of topics earlier this week. We were talking about I forgot what I said about the mask and some other things, mm-hmm. but you know, once I get in the zone, I'm like, we just need to to talk about it. I'm like, man, these are really good topics. You know, we're talking everything that we're putting in place and everything and what we need to do for the recall system and, and the warranties and everything. And just really just having really good discussions about that. I was like, we just need to save it. So. It started with you, actually, mm-hmm. and your EOBs that you had brought in and the, all the bills that you had gotten from your recent <laughs> procedure. You know, and I was telling KP the joke. I was like, you know, there's there's only two professions in this life that are going to charge you to screw you over. And they're going to charge you for the room and for actually touching. One is prostitution. The other yeah. one's medical care. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> About that and how to match EOBs with the actual doctor's bills that you get and how all of these different practitioners are independent. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just don't realize what goes into one simple procedure. It's a doctor, mm-hmm. it's a facility, it's pathology, it's pharmacy, it's supplies. There, there's just so much that goes into it. And, you know, we, we were talking about our discussion. Mm-hmm. I was trying to explain a little bit because you've never really seen that. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't really get to see that until you get to a certain age and stuff starts falling apart. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and, and it's just, it's amazing how many people of the younger generation and i'm going through it with my kids right now when they start getting these bills and trying to explain it to them yeah but it is such a fiasco two of the things that i mentioned i was talking about i had years ago i got bit by spider and i had to go to the hospital and i got the bill i don't know somebody that I don't know, left it's something in my finger. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> so so I got I got I got bit by a spider. So that was one. And then another one we talk about this also is we talk about insurance. When we go to the doctor, my my perception, I'm gonna speak speak for myself, is the doctor said, Hey, you need this test done, you need that test done. My perception is, well, yeah, I'm gonna get that done. And I'm under the impression it's covered by insurance. And so I was getting on that pedestal and I was like, how did the insurance company determine what percentage that they would pay for? Because if I'm paying my premium every month, should I say, well, hey, well, maybe next month I'm going to pay, instead of me paying my $500 premium for insurance, I'm just going to pay $100. Is that acceptable? I don't know. But I'm saying, how did it determine if I go get my dental exam it's $100. Oh, well, because he had this done, the insurance is only, only going to cover $70. You got to pay another 30. I'm like, how did that work? They should have like some kind of language that says, hey, because you had this done, this is the, the fine print as far as what we're going to cover. So how do they determine is it just off of the stock market? Well, hey, we're at value at this today. And so because you had the procedure done today, we're going to cover this or we'll cover 100%. So I don't know, like how do they determine what percentage what percentage they will cover and what they don't cover that's another that's the later topic but the other one again was again pedestal is when i got bit by that spider i went to the hospital and i was under the impression that though the er doctors worked for the hospital it wasn't until i got a bill from the hospital for me going in there for that and then i got another one from the uh, er group for that i'm like what's going on Person my, like myself, I'm still don't know everything about healthcare. Was I was thinking, I go to the hospital, I should get one bill. Now I got two from the hospital 
and the doctor. And then I realized through the years that though the ER doctors are independent contractors, they're not actually employed by the hospital. So they're doing a service on behalf of the hospital. So that's one of the things that I was kind of talking about. And I like this can make for a very genuine topic. And you want to make sure that we had it recorded because again, this is what is leading us to have these discussions. Mm-hmm. So what are your thoughts on that? I do think that it goes off. I think it does go to the stock market, how, how it fluctuates. I, I'm bring not, it down. Bring it down for me. I, you can't. Don't quote me on this. Right. But I, I'm just going to say I think it does. All right. That's really? It. <laughs> That's it. So, 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 That's so, so it's it better to get my, it's better to go to the doctor on a Monday, on a Thursday, you know, it'd be better to go, That's you right. know, after nine o'clock when stock market opens or what? I took a uh, investor relations class. That's how it used to fluctuate back in the day for sure. Like all, how the stock market goes. So I, I can't see how it changed since I still think it goes off of that. And then you got to think some insurers are like, Publicly traded companies, of course, most of them are. Yeah, they're all for profit. Yeah, yeah. So there's I, I a def- single, you know, nonprofit. I definitely do think that that's what it goes off of. That's because you know, because you know, because like I said, just those, just in that conversation, I was like, how do they determine what percentage they're going to cover? But as the general public, we accept that. Mm-hmm. Oh well, they're going to pay seventy. At least I'm not paying a whole hundred. But then you realized I'm paying my my premium every single month, so. If I'm paying, let's say, $500 a month in insurance premiums, that's $6,000. Where's all that additional money going to? I so. agree. And you know what else, too, with those ER doctors who aren't employed by the hospital, they need to start wearing like red hats or red shoes because they need. To, I should be able to identify as a patient, oh, you're just here because of your volunteering. <laughs> Basically, you know, or basically, they, they separate you don't have between patients. So you're hanging around the yeah, emergency yeah, room. Yeah, you know, they, they have signs up that you know, like they have the keep six feet apart. Hey, there's some doctors here that you may get billed double. <laughs> you, <laughs> you know, know I always saw like coming the, through these doors, like a Kelly Blue Book. Yeah, you know, the, the the way that I've always understood is there are there's no transparency. First of all, and a procedure in Florida, same exact procedure in Texas, is going to cost you two different two mm-hmm. different prices. And, and I don't I don't know why that state is. state regulations. Exactly. Just, yeah. But it's like Blue Cross Blue Shield of Florida is going to pay this hospital. Let's just say Oshner's or something. They're going to pay them this much money to do this procedure. Mm-hmm. But they've negotiated different prices in mm-hmm. Baylor and they're only going to pay this much. Now, you're basically on the hook for the rest of it. They have negotiated prices. They pay this much and then you're on the hook for the rest, you know. But I really don't know. I don't know who determines why you pay this much in this state. Your insurance is more in this state or that Mm -hmm. state. Maybe it's a claim status. Maybe they just have, you know, fewer uninsured. Maybe they have more uninsured that drives the prices up for the rest of us. I don't know what it is, but it's the transparency. I want to know that when I go in to get my oil change, it's thirty nine ninety five. Yeah, there's you know, same thing that should be I with agree. a blood yeah. test. I agree. You know, a, a lot of it deals with a number of things, and of course, it's state, you know, regulatory things because in California, the malpractice insurance may be less than it is in. Florida or in New York, because patients are more prone to sue in those states. The population is elder as well. So a lot of it also have to do with state regulations, which is why there's a difference in insurance. So I I agree with you. There should be some kind of transparency. But again, it's just that a a layperson, we really don't know. I'm always under the impression is if I'm a member 
of a big box realtor is uh, just FYI. I try not to use names because they're not paying us yet. So <laughs> I'm not going to say anybody's name, <laughs> but I know like with this membership, what I'm getting, we are members of different insurance programs. We should know what we're getting. And a lot of it is, is fine print. Our bodies are the one thing that we should take care of the most. A doctor refers us to go get some kind of lab testing or imaging done. I automatically assume that majority of that cost is going to be covered by insurance. One of the things that we have to understand is healthcare in a business. And I'm going to use Marcus as an example. I basically had to encourage him to go to the hospital because like a true millennial, you know, he's like, hey, I don't want to go. I can go on, you know, I will say Google. Everybody use Google. I'll go on Google and look up Google MD and figure out what's going on. And I was like, look, you know, we have resources. Let's connect to them. So he finally took my suggestion and went to the ER. So he goes, gets admitted, and he wasn't feeling that bad. But it wanted to keep him overnight. I think it made it for two nights. And I, my two cents is they looked at an insurance, be like, oh, you got that good insurance. We're going to keep you here for two nights. Now, if he didn't have such good insurance, would they have sent him home that same day and probably have him come back at a, at a later time? So, again, it's one of those things where healthcare is a business. They looked at his insurance. And he may not have been that much in pain, but they were like, well, hey, I want to keep you over for, for two nights just so I can, quote unquote, monitor you. We talk about politics. We talk about regulation. We have to understand that, you know, healthcare is a business and we don't really have anybody that's a voice for us. You know, we assume, I assume when I go to my dentist. I went to the dentist last week or this week, something like that. And again, it's like this should be covered. And that's another topic, but we're going to bring that up right now. Why do we have three different insurance plans? I got health, eye, and dental. Mm -hmm. And the millennial, you suggested they should all be covered underneath one. But again, that's something for another day on the next Friday. (laughs) We call it, you know, MedVest X, our MedVet experiences. It should be be all under one, you know, because I haven't got my eyes checked in a long time. Actually, since I got them fixed, which I should go get them checked in a while, but... Yeah, well, not that you're going to find the ultimate solution because everybody's right and everybody's wrong. Mm -hmm. But I mean, is there a part of you? I mean, I know that there's a part of me that actually feels like until these businesses, because that's what they are, are capped in salary for executives, Mm -hmm. you can still make money, but cap a salary, cap a bonus, and have to be regulated as nonprofit. Mm-hmm. As long as somebody's making a for-profit dollar off of you, will you ever be the focus? Yeah. I mean, I know that it goes against the grain, you know, with what we've been doing for years and years and years, but it's like Marcus's case. You've got the hospital. They looked at his insurance and said, well, look at that. Yeah. We can keep him for two days. Sir, you're not looking very well. <laughs> Come yeah. with me and put on this gown. You know, and on the other side, you've got your insurance company that says to you, having a surgery or a procedure, call us. Our concierge service will find the cheapest table we can lay you on and help us save you money. No, they're not going to give you any of that back. (laughs) There's no incentive to call their concierge program so that they can find the cheapest place to send you. But somehow you're always stuck in the middle Mm. between somebody using you as a cash cow 
and somebody using, you know, your health or potentially putting your health in the line, sending you to a surgery center that may or may not be the best thing for you. Because they're going to save them money so that they, so that the CEOs can get those nice little paychecks. Absolutely. I'm just wondering where where the answer is to where the, the patient actually becomes the focus again and everything else is just, there's enough for all of you. Mm -hmm. Don't get greedy. Treat the patient. Mm-hmm. Is there like a, a black and white way just to take care of somebody in every single situation? Would you say? Um, like, no. Like for example, um, I I know a uh, Money Heist, the, the show. Okay. Right. Or any show, let's say any show where somebody gets shot and they remove the bullet themselves, is that like a kind of a standard way to remove a bullet? So let's say if Tracy has experience moving bullets out of gunmen. And I get shot. Does that make her like a doctor? Is it like is there a standard way to just do certain things? So for me is, and I think you know this about me, is I want to say there's a standard way, but I give a lot of respect to doctors and surgeons for the time that they've put in. Like I said, when I was in the military, trained as a surgical tech, I'm like, man, these guys go to school for 10, 12 years. I'm complaining about four. I'm like, so I give, you know, a lot of respect to them for, you know, doing that, making that that step. So I wouldn't say there's a standard way to do something. And I wouldn't say that if I'm able to take out my own bullet, am I considered a doctor? I mean, I, I wouldn't even try to say that's the case because I say, hey, if I can throw a, a football, I'm Tom Brady. If, if I can shoot a, a, a basket, I'm a basketball player. No, it's just something that, you know, I just happen happen to do. You yeah. know, I mean, if, taking a bullet out. I mean, that has to take like a lot of guts. It's, well, I mean, if it's, it's in risk. your butt, then it's just like you know, quit squirming. But I mean, if it's you know, in like your artery or yeah. you know, it's it's yeah. next to a nerve or something like that, you need highly specialized knowledge. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, there, there's a huge difference. That's like, that's, that's, that's an experience. Yeah, no, no. So so that's really. I, I've had to get a splinter out of my dog. <laughs> <before. laughs> at that, so it is really quit squirming kind of thing. At that moment, it's more about adrenaline. You know, and putting those situations, your adrenaline and rushing. So it's like if you look at a triage situation, how do you take care of that? You learn that in the military. You got somebody that's no longer with us. Okay, well, he doesn't need it. You got somebody who's moderate. They can get through it. Then you got somebody who's really in pain and life with that situation. You attend to that person. It's basically a triage thing dealing with adrenaline. Again, to your point, I'm knocked out a few people in my time. I'm not Mike Tyson. <laughs> But no, I want to say just because somebody can remove a bullet, just because somebody, I can pull my daughter's tooth, make me a, a dentist, I'm making you in the tooth fairy. You know, sometimes I have to get to leave her a dollar under the pillow sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I wouldn't go that, I wouldn't go that far in saying like, hey, just because I can do something in my doctor. No, I give a lot of respect to a lot of doctors that take that, you know, that step to do that. So. I'm a doctor advocate, by the way. Marcus is the opposite, so. KP loves the doctors. Yeah. I mean, like I said, you know, for me, like I said, they're motivating. It was a very motivating. I guess to, like when you get like to that age, you have no choice but to really like love them. Nah, it, it was like, I mean, personally, like I said. You get to that age. <laughs> it was, it was, it was more so, like I said, just working alongside them, being a hard-headed, you know, teenager from the Bronx. You know, seeing these guys going through this stuff, I'm like, well, hey, not to say I can do it to their level, but they're not complaining, so I can do it also. Yeah, so I, hear you. 
I could do a, a quarter of the time, you know, so. Do you think that doctors deserve, doctors or anyone like nurses, anyone on the front line deserves hazard pay, like in, in these type, kind of times? Honestly, I think that's a discussion where we need to bring in a doctor yeah. for, and for a number of reasons is these doctors go to school for a number of years and their reimbursement is dictated by state laws or insurance companies. They can submit a claim to insurance company to say, hey, my services was $500. Insurance company is going to say, well, hey, I'm only going to pay $100. They got to go back, appeal it. And so it's just more time consuming. If I go to an attorney to retain an attorney, I know what their fees are. They can charge anywhere between $300 to $600 an hour. But you know what you're getting. You know if I'm paying on on first sight, if I'm paying $300, I'm not getting that experienced attorney. Whereas if I'm paying $600, yeah, he's more expensive initially, but because of his experience and his, and his research, he can knock out something for me in the least amount of time than the other person would. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it does. As far as you know, their, their hazard pay, I think the states should listen to them a little bit more. I think insurance companies should listen to them more. I think even employers should, should listen to them a little bit more because you know they're doing more work and reimbursements just aren't what they used to be. People just aren't taking really good care of themselves at times, so they got to do a little bit more. And I think if they were able to spend more time with their patients, their reimbursements should match. Definitely, no, so. I agree. What about you with the hazard pay? What's the millennial take on that? Yeah. I, th I think they should. The location, like if you're in a hot spot, right, like New York or California, if you're in a hot spot like that, in one of those hospitals, like like I guess New York, they brought a they brought like those ships. I, that's yeah, someone that's completely overrun. Yeah, where it's around every corner. Should, I mean, it doesn't have to be anything like extraordinary, but definitely something to say like, hey, this is something just in case you get sick or COVID happen. You know, here just because you're actually putting your life on the line in front. Yeah, I, I definitely think you should, they should. Shit, when I was in the military, I felt like, you know, I used to always... When, when I was in the military, I used to always think, like, damn, it's, it's a fucking shame that, like, LeBron James or Dwayne Wade, like, basketball players get paid so much money. And it's like, man, I, I can't even get, like, a nice check from them, not even no front seat tickets, something, you know what I mean? Just, like... It's like, I, I don't know, like, I, I literally put my life online. So I, I was kind of upset that I didn't receive any type of hazard pay. Like, like my, my paycheck is just basic. Yeah. I got basic benefits. I got the, you know, it's like, so it's like, I don't know. It's the business, like, man. Yeah, I no, mean, it, everything, it is. I, it is. Everything I, in the it business. Is, it is. And I, and I agree. So uh, does it upset you when you hear somebody say, oh, frontline workers? You know, we're going to do a flyover for our medical professionals, our, our firemen and our policemen, you know, oh, helping like, to keep us I'm safe. happy. Yeah, no, I'm... absolutely. But then you start thinking, well, what about the restaurant workers mm -hmm. who are walking out to your car? What about the people who are still running grocery stores? Mm -hmm. Are they just as essential in your life right now? Should and the flyover then... be for all essential workers or do you think that it's skewed some way? Like, like what you're saying, you're in the military, you're in a hazardous area, you're not getting hazardous pay. But yet, yeah. Well, shit, military, some military workers aren't even working right now. I can say that because I know my friends personally in the military, and they haven't been at work since March. Mm. Still getting paid. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but so, so are you here for, when, when they can't balance yeah. the budget, not to yeah. burn their furloughs? Exactly, like, yeah, right? Like when, when the government shut down, exactly. yeah. it's like, you know. <laughs> and they get their money anyway in one yeah. big glom. Yeah. But you know, like I said, the, with any profession, <laughs> with, with anything, they're all in the military, though. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I'm just, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I'm just asking, you know, how you feel about one person getting it and the other person not. No, I agree. agree. With any profession, you want to have your good points and your bad points. It's all about what you want to pursue in life. So going back to, you know, basketball players, it's all about the market. Mm -hmm. You know, their market work. You know, like, look, people coming in, they're buying beer, hot dog, concession stands. I want a piece of that. Somebody's, and then... This is not health related, but then you got the discussion about college sports. All you kids are playing for free, they're getting scholarships, but yet somebody's buying my jerseys, my name on it. Again, different topic, but again, so there are many different things that we can relate to compensation, pay, and what we're not getting. Yeah, yeah. But then you also say about these athletes, professional sports guys that are broke. Mm-hmm. They didn't make all this money, but you got a MC Hammer. Couple years, you know, decades ago, making all this money. Minor league baseball. Yeah, you can't touch this. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think his is a little bit because he, you know, the entourage. Exactly. Hey. He had a little bit too much entourage. But you, you think about something like a baseball. Those players are making million dollars, you know, millions of dollars a year. And then you have the minor league, the people who are playing in the lesser stadiums, you know, yeah. the, the Allen Stars or whatever they are. These guys are barely making fifty thousand dollars a year, but yet they're required to be present just as much as a major yeah. in the event that they get moved up. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, it's a sacrifice thing. So yeah. I think it's the same thing with like uh, NCAA football. Yeah. How do they determine what percentage will my insurance is covered? And again, if you're saying it's by the stock market, well, hey, do I need to go on a Wednesday when it's kind of in the middle? Hopefully, you know, you got Monday, the stock market opens. There's kind of that weary feeling on Fridays. Everybody's relaxed, trying to get ready for the weekend. So if that's the case. Well, hey, you got to look into that. Because again, how do they determine what percentage they will pay and what they don't? And then we accept it. We'll say, wait, hey, I'm not paying a whole 70. I'm not paying a whole $100. They'll pay 70, I'll pay 30. Cool. So. What do you think about like, now, COVID, I, I, I guess, in my head, I could say it's kind of like going down. We're, we're going back to reality. But let's say if another situation were to happen, something similar but worse. You see how quick they broke down like, all the healthcare laws, how quick they're making counterfeit products, right? So it's like now I can go into the gas station and buy a mask, an M95 mask. <laughs> K, so, yeah, right? Mask. So it's like, so... <laughs> Does that do? Does that like mean that disasters or pandemics like this kind of just allow for the wild west and healthcare? Well, my thing is, I was, I, I got this reference from a movie, and right now I can't recall what movie it was or some, something. I said old times. Probably. Hey, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> but you'll catch up to it one day. So you know, uh, what did you eat yesterday? It's not hereditary, is it? What did you have for lunch yesterday? All right, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Salata. Salata. Yeah. Thank you, Tracy. You're, you're welcome. But, but, you know, we have to, you know, the government has to make money somewhere. Yeah. You know, they either make money on wars, and right now we're not in a war, or, you know, on other things. So now we're spending money on all these masks and everything else. So I don't really have an answer for a lot of that, but, 
you know, there may be another pandemic. I saw something on the news this morning where smart business idea. Somebody at uh, the airport have a uh, vending machine for masks and uh, and, uh, and and gloves. I was like, God, I would love to service one of those, you know. Just <laughs> but I mean, but, but think about it. I was like, shit, damn, why did I think of that? But mm-hmm. that's gonna be the that's kind of the thing now. It's like you know, you know, they got vending machines for candy, and you got it for other retail stores yeah, and and yeah. makeup and everything. Now they got a vending machine for masks. You can't get on a flight unless you have. I'm like, it's man, you go to the club. Can't come without a mask, you know. Just go to the vending machine down the corner, <laughs> get your PPE. I don't know about that. <laughs> get your PPE before you enter. <laughs> I don't, I don't you know, know about that. And people um, are going to start like really wearing those like bedazzled masks, masks that match their scrubs uh, yeah. and gloves. Yeah, I don't know about that. So it's, it's going to be amazing how technology changes with us. I mean, you look at Japan. Mm-hmm. You can buy anything out of a vending machine in Japan. From something that you actually need to something that's just like really disgusting, but, but that's just what you do. Mm-hmm. People in Europe have been using their cell phones to pay for things, contactless, yeah. touchless, for ten years now. Kids have been paying for everything with their cell phones to the point to where they had issues there, like we did the one nine hundred numbers back in in the nineties, you know. But uh, it will be interesting to see how technology changes and how much fear plays into it. My husband's working for a company and the building wants to put a temperature kiosk, face recognition, temperature kiosk at the door so that when you walk in, they recognize your face, they take your temperature, they record your temperature that day, and then you're allowed to go in. Mm. At what point is it good and is it bad? If it were just a random kiosk not doing face recognition, and you got a slip of paper saying, hey, you know, I don't have a temperature, you may go in. Yeah, that's cool. Face recognition, would the building be responsible for HIPAA? Mm. Isn't that protected, you know, patient information? definitely. You know, I mean, why are they allowed to, to do that? And then at the same time, how much of it's playing into fear? Does it really matter? If you know that half of the cases that are walking around you know, are asymptomatic, that people don't have temperatures. Is it for just for show? Is it security entertainment? Mm-hmm. They're gonna, you, you have to take your temperature to get into a building, but you could still be contagious. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm just wondering, is it, is it so that people feel better about the building? Is it so that they can gather data and information on you? Or is it like trying to solve a real problem? That goes back to that black, white, and gray. I mean, kinda, you're always wrong, you're always right, yeah. and it's somewhere in the middle. Yeah. I don't know what it is. I know I really have an answer to it. We can have all these specialists and different different doctors, but nobody really has an answer to a solution. We can hear one program will say six weeks, somebody will say a whole year. So nobody really knows, but we talk about self-care. You know, you got to take you know care on your own, but also... Be aware. Don't be reckless to start going out and doing different things. Like, you know, we went to the store earlier today. I was like, man, I forgot my wipes. You know, that's kind of like going to be the norm for me. I want to make sure I wipe down the carts or whatever. I'm wearing my mask, you know, whenever I can. But it's just going to be one of those one of those norms moving forward. So, Yeah. I think we brought up good, good mind benders, right? Okay. Good thought-provoking questions. Mm-hmm. Things that make... Tracy came up with a solution for... Uh, Something earlier in the conversation, I can't recall what. Oh, Alzheimer's, huh? 
Yeah. Uh-huh. That was only like, what, 15 weeks ago? <laughs> I had a okay. blowout birthday cake. <laughs> yeah. The cake. <laughs> okay. I see. Yes. <laughs> you know, so what was the solution? Alzheimer's? We don't even know what the problem was. Our, our, he was going to remember the problem. No, the, 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 the problem is being the EOB and then the billing. We assume like, look, I should be covered by this service. When I get a bill from the hospital and a doctor group, when you go to the ER, I'm yeah. like, my thing is transparency. I don't care which insurance company you're going to. It could be, you know, insurance A, B, C, all the way down to F. The price for this is this. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets the same. Stop with the, the secret negotiations and get some transparency. So that way you know that every company has the same profit potential. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's that's one of the starting points. And, and it, that wouldn't really hurt anybody, I don't think. I think you about, can still have four profits. It's yeah. just this is the cap for this procedure, not for you because your CEO plays golf with my daddy's buddy. But this is this is just the price. And I think that it's we're never going to change it overnight. But you got to make some small change. And I would I'd be interested to hear what like doctors have to say about that because they're already being squeezed out by insurance companies right now. No, I agree. Yeah, and, and for some reason, lab testing is is constantly spared. I had a surgery, you guys mm-hmm. know, recently within the last couple of months, and I go through my EOBs almost methodically, and I'm looking at the amount that my surgeon was paid. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't anywhere near what I thought she was worth. Yeah. But then they did a test afterwards to see what percentage of risk I was in to getting the same type of illness again. Mm-hmm. And that company that ran one type of blood serum testing, you know, a a small genetic test, Mm -hmm. insurance actually paid them four times as much for that one test than my surgeon got paid for the entire procedure. Wow. So it's it's at that point where you you start looking at who gets what and how the pie is sliced up and, and what this is worth and what's that worth. But... When you really look at it for what it is, it's so skewed. Yeah. You sat in a lab and spun my blood. Mm-hmm. Why should you get five times as much as the person who stood in the room with me and saved my life? Yeah, yeah. That's, see, that's definitely a good topic for like some uh, health insurance or some 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 of that is yeah. billing. Yeah. Or it, I think maybe certain insurance is like, why would you approve? Why do they approve certain things over the other? Right? Why do they feel like certain things need to get paid more than mm-hmm. that? Yeah, because even if I did get this illness again, it would be like 10 years down the road. And chances are I'm going to switch insurance mm-hmm. companies nine times before then. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it makes you wonder, what are you paying for? Is it the relationship that we never see behind closed doors? Or is it the worth of the procedure? I'm sorry. No, no, I know right. I was on no, my no, no, I No, I, I, <laughs> I, I agree with you because you have to think about the parties who are having these conversations is they don't have transparency. If you look at insurance companies and hospitals, they, they're having secret negotiations. This is what I'm gonna reimburse you for this. Hospitals are then negotiating with doctors also. So, but it's the big players that are negotiating and they're not considering the members, you know, the, the patients ideally. But again, there's no transparency even between insurance companies and hospitals. The insurance companies, and I've had discussion with chief medical officers for insurance companies to where they don't know what 
vendors or products are being serviced to the hospital. And then the hospital maybe upcharge the insurance company two hundred times whatever they were charged by that, you know, that vendor and the manufacturer. So there's no transparency. It's just one of those things, you know. So everybody's gonna have take losses. Some people are gonna be profitable. Some people I, are going to be squeezed out, and others I, are buying their yeah, fourth home. Yeah, and at the <laughs> and at the, at the end of the day, it's kind of the um, the patients that are getting hurt by this. Because again, we don't know. We mm-hmm. this is every day. We may not pick up a basketball. We may not make certain decisions. But every day, we woke wake up with some kind of health condition. No matter from an infant to oh, you know, to to the elderly, we mm-hmm. wake up with your eyes, my knee, getting, you know, getting in and out of the car, infants, making sure they're breathing okay. So we all gonna have these issues every single day, but we just really don't pay attention to it. We are more concerned about what's on TV, what car am I driving, this, that, and the other. Our health is very, uh, you know, it's the most valuable asset, so. I like that. I'm gonna okay. drop the mic on that one. That was, that was, yeah. that was good, so. We should let Marcus talk some more. Cause I, I, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think that's good.